This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. And Dominic Carter here with you folks. I'm in for James Golden for the remainder of the week. I hope you are having a wonderful afternoon. We have a lot to get to within the course of this hour. You can reach me on Twitter, Dominic TV, Dominic TV on Twitter. I am far from a bleeding heart liberal. I have to establish that up front. I'm far from a bleeding heart liberal. But last night during the midnight program, and you can listen to me Monday through Friday, midnight to 1 a.m., midnight to 1 a.m., we saw our phones in which they were flooded with people, mostly senior citizens, regarding food stamps, the SNAP program. A caller, a regular caller named George from Manhattan made a point, and I was highly skeptical, but I've learned a good lesson. And George was correct, and I was wrong. So based on the New York Times and a spokeswoman for the SNAP program, because I could not believe the stats that George was uh, throwing out at me. As it relates to food stamps, those who qualify, and this is a story that is sweeping the nation these days, those that qualify for the minimum benefit under the standard income guidelines, many of whom Older Americans relying on Social Security will see the steepest decrease from $281 in monthly benefits down to $23. This is what George told me last night right here on this program, and I did not believe him. The Midnight Show. And I just want to say this, folks, before I go on to my other topics, not everyone that receives food stamps is into gaming the system. Not everyone is looking to get over. A lot of Americans need help. And in light of the billions that's being spent on migrants, it's just not fair what's happening to Americans. And I can tell you firsthand, firsthand, uh, having grown up 
at times during my life with my family on on food stamps and and it's embarrassing when when and other kids tease you and joke you when 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 you when at, when I was growing up in New York City it was actual food stamps and you know you go to the store and the kids are laughing at you and so on and now it's the uh, benefit card and it's embarrassing today because when when you're at the grocery store and and someone's in front of you uh paying for their items you you can tell who has the card you can tell what items qualify which items don't qualify it's embarrassing just keep that in mind so moving on and we're going to be taking your telephone calls on this food stamp issue which is disgusting billions for migrants and a tremendous cut to Americans that that need food stamps the house ethics committee is officially launching its investigation into Congressman uh, George Santos. Santos is accused of unlawful activity surrounding his 2022 campaign. We'll deal with that. There is no other way to say what I'm about to say. And I try to be as diplomatic as possible often. But here goes. President Biden is too old to run for president again. I'm not entering Don Lemon territory, that that uh, rocket scientist over at CNN, but President Biden is too old to run for president again. I said it. Plus, I don't know if the country can survive another four years of his policy, policies, plural. Southern border, inflation, gas prices, what happened in Afghanistan? I can go on and on and on. We don't have uh, enough time <laughs> for the list uh, for me to continue. So the latest issue as it relates to President Biden, and you will hear it for yourself right now. A Michigan mother, a Michigan mother whose two sons died of fentanyl overdoses age 18 and 20, this mother is slamming the president as, quote, despicable after he laughed off, laughed off false claims. The claims were false that his administration was to blame for their deaths. And the, the, um, the sons died. Her sons died, and here's why the claim is false. But it is a backdrop where future parents got to worry about this. And future parents, their kids have been killed under Biden as it relates to fentanyl. So the sons died six months before Biden took office. But one of the reasons why I say Mr. Biden is too old, and I say it with all due respect, is this is a grieving mother, a grieving mother, and her point is that the border is wide open in OW. Now, right now, at this hour, how do you know Biden is no longer up to the job? He let Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene bait him into this situation. She suggested that Biden was responsible for the fatalities of the 18-year-old and for the 20-year-old. And two, 
you will hear for yourself. And we see your phone calls coming in. I promise we're going to start momentarily with the calls. And the number to reach us, of course, is 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So the second reason how you know that President Biden is too old for the job, and you'll hear this for yourself, where Biden says in his own words that he shouldn't go off script. But of course he does. And what happens as a result, it looks like the president of the United States is laughing at a mother that just lost not one but two kids. The mother from the Detroit uh, metro area, Rebecca Kingsling, Keeling, Keeling, her sons died in July 2020 after taking the, uh, the pills. Now, I want you to listen to what she had to say. She testified on Capitol Hill before the Homeland Security Subcommittee on Border Security. If we had Chinese troops lining up along our southern border with weapons aimed at our people, with weapons of mass destruction aimed at our cities, you damn well know you would do something about it. We have a weather balloon from China going across our country. Nobody died, and everybody's freaking out about it. But 100,000 die every year, and nothing's being done. Not enough is being done. Numbers are going up, not down. You're welcoming drug dealers across our border. You're giving them protection. You're not protecting our children. It's hard to, to listen to, and in a situation like that, a mother that is upset, uh, you just want to come across as compassionate. And if she wants to lash out at you, this is a situation where you just have to take it. What does President Biden do instead? He let Marjorie Taylor Greene lead him down the path to be in this situation. Listen to what he said just last night before Democrats laughing at this matter. A little bit of more Marjorie Taylor Greene and a few more, you're going to have a lot of Republicans running our way. <laughs> Isn't she amazing? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Ours is the reason she was, she was very specific. I shouldn't digress, probably. But she was, I've read. She, she was very specific recently saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> That's the last thing in the world that the president of the United States should be doing. Show compassion for the mother. Show you care. Whatever you do, don't laugh. Whether it's directed at Marjorie Taylor Greene or anyone else, you're the president of the United States. You don't laugh at a situation like that. And the mother is a thousand percent accurate. Listen, her son's 20 years old and 18 years old, her babies, her babies. And what she's talking about is real. Maybe maybe they didn't die under you, President Biden. But the fact of the matter is, as we speak, 
that similar situation is occurring throughout the country where they have come in, the drugs have been uh, brought in from the southern border. The border, by the way, that you won't close down, and Americans... So the Biden administration, they'll tell you that SNAP benefits, food stamp benefits are up 25% under Biden. But what does it matter if you're going to go from 200 plus down to uh, $23 a month where you can buy one steak? One steak. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC in for James Golden. Let's start with your telephone calls. Carlotta. In Rhode Island, good afternoon. What's on your mind? Let's not forget, uh, Dominic, at every opportunity, and not always appropriately, he capitalizes on the fact that he's a grieving father. You know, that that's a good point, because I, I believe even his team told him, I'm glad you brought that up. I believe even his team told him, okay, Mr. President, the country has heard enough that about your son. And so he basically stopped He stopped saying it, but he still indirectly points it out. So you're right. You are correct, Carlotta. He focuses on his own son all the time, but I guess it's good for him, but not good for anybody else. Exactly. That's a good point, and I, I thank you uh, for that call. Let's go to our friend. I call her, uh, uh, her nickname is Miss Personality. Let's go to Gracie in Rockland County, New York. Good afternoon, Gracie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Wonderful to hear your voice in daylight. Now, the problem is not going to be solved. Anything in this country is not going to be solved until the border is closed. Because of more people coming in, well, we won't even talk about the fentanyl and their dying. But if more people keep coming in and they need this service and that service and the other service, of course there's going to be less money. Dominic, in our beloved Rockland County, uh, our exec- county executive, whom I love, they're crying that they need more money for the, uh, not Medicare, the other thing, uh, What's the other thing? You don't get Medicaid. Medicaid. So where is this money going to come from? They're asking the federal government. So big deal. Even if the federal government gives it, you don't take it from my right pocket. You're still going to take it from my left pocket. Well, hey, Gracie, I have to step in because there's something uh, crackling on your phone line. I love hearing from you, but you're right. And so here's the right and the left pocket. They're taking the money from our right. They're taking the money from our left. And they say, migrants, welcome to America. Welcome. Here's the key to the city. Here's a, here's a, uh, you don't want to go to, to the surrounding, uh, uh, boroughs. Fine. You can stay here in Midtown. This is what you can do. This is what we will do for you. And then when it comes to American senior citizens, up, oh, your food stamps are being cut. You can buy one steak for the month and that's it. And I I hope I had to listen last night and it broke my heart to a 79 year old woman explain to me that on some days she's reduced to eating peanut butter if she's lucky on that day. Peanut butter. And I know what that's like, folks. It's not a fun feeling. It destroys your self-esteem. You feel that there's nobody there to help you or your family. 
Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC in for James Golden. We are going to take a break. When we come back, whether you're listening to us in your car, about to drive home, at the office, about to go home, home, the gym, wherever you might be, when we come back, I've got a little bad news about the runoff election for the mayor in Chicago. We may be in store for Lori Lightfoot overdrive. Can you imagine that? Overdrive. I'm going to break it down when we come back, and we'll have more of your telephone calls. Stanhope, New Jersey, Staten Island, Garden City, Myrtle Beach, Long Island, Astoria, and Suffolk County. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, And Dominic Carter here with you in for James Golden. You know, folks, I am a fan of uh, Boy George and, and his music. Uh, that was one of his uh, biggest hits, uh, Comma Chameleon or something like that. But red, golden, green, red, golden, green. Anyway, some of you have told me don't sing because I can't sing, so I'm going to listen. I'm not going to sing, even though I want to. You're my lover, not my rival. I, I'm I'm singing so that I don't get pissed off about what's going on in the country. That's the real reason why I, I started singing, because I am livid about what's going on with our senior citizens here in this country. This is why Trump resonates. America first. Not migrants. Not people from Afghanistan. Americans. I, at least that's the way it should be in this country. You don't treat our senior citizens like crap when it comes to food stamps and give migrants a a, a wide open door. It's not right. And before I go to your to your next uh, next call, we see all the calls. And folks, if, if you're not able to get through right now, I will be back at midnight tonight again live. The runoff in uh, Chicago. Oh, boy. I thought that when Lori Lightfoot lost, that the city of Chicago would be on the road to recovery. The bottom line is this. Paul Vallis, one of the candidates, he has to win over uh, one of the other candidates, uh, Commissioner Brandon uh, Johnson. Johnson happens to be African-American. Johnson's a former teacher and union organizer. He's organized by the Chicago Teachers Union, and he is one of the code words here. He's endorsed by progressive groups. Ah, no, no, no. Ah, no, thank you. Paul Vallis Uh, who was white, ran for mayor in 2019, he believes in school choice. Absolutely. 
Yes. He's been chastised by his rivals during this election cycle for claiming years ago he was a Republican, despite his many statements since of being a lifelong a Democrat. He's running a campaign almost focused squarely on public safety and winning the endorsement of Chicago's conservative police union, in my opinion, greatly helped him. But his campaign focused on public safety. I say hallelujah. That's the man that we need for the job. The exact opposite of Lori Lightfoot. Please, Commissioner Brandon uh, on the Chicago board, he may have done good things in the past, but let's focus on him for a second, and then I'm going to go right back to your uh, telephone calls. So he says that, Mr. Johnson, that the Chicago Police Department must solve homicides and wants to promote 200 detectives uh, to that end. He wants to strengthen, here are the code words, police accountability. He wants to end no-knock warrants. Why in the world would one get rid of no-knock warrants? When I get it, the controversy in terms of what's happened, some of the fatal shootings, I understand. But... That's one of the best weapon that our police across the country have. You cannot get rid of no-knock warrants. He wants to, so these are code words, Mr. Johnson, right? Former teacher, union organizer. He wants to fund reparations for survivors of police torture. What is that? What? It sounds like just language to, to fund reparations. That's not going to help anybody at all. He wants to erase the city's gang database. He wants to terminate officers affiliated with far-right groups. And he wants to work closely with the city's new civilian police oversight body. I, I don't have a problem with that, working closely with the oversight body, as long as police officers have a, a, a fair shake when they go before the uh, the body. But uh, Commissioner Brandon Johnson, he, he, I don't want to say he can't win this, uh, this uh, runoff election that's coming up because he may win. He may win. But for that, we might as well keep Lori Lightfoot if that's what he's going to do. Folks, don't you see it? You've got to go in a different direction. Paul Vallis needs to become the next mayor of Chicago, and he needs to take a sledgehammer to all of the uh, Black Lives Matter nonsense, and let's be sensitive to Black Lives Matter. No! Clean up the city. Let's go to Linda, our friend Linda on Long Island. Linda, what's on your mind? Okay, Don. First of all, I agree with you. The most important thing is we should never sing. That was a great (laughs) song. I love that song. Right? I mean, <laughs> I don't believe it. Hey, Linda, I, never, Linda, I never heard you sing Linda, like that. Linda, you almost made me spit up my tea. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I couldn't get over that. But, but okay, Linda, but wait, I'm, wait, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. But Linda, understand that the reason why I start doing that because I don't want to start 
getting very angry because I have a lot on my mind today about the unfairness in terms of the ways that Americans are being treated. I don't understand. I mean, I get it. But but you're rolling out the red carpet for migrants. Stop them at the border. We'll, we'll hear your case. We'll hear your case, your asylum case. But you have to stay here in Mexico. You're not going to come here and pimp the American taxpayers because that's what they're doing. Go right ahead, Linda. Okay. The reason I called right in the beginning, um, you mentioned about uh, Biden, about his age. Um, his age is, you know, it's, his age is not his problem. There are many people. I know people in the 90s are really, really um, very, very bright and know what's going on. Um, and people in the 30s who don't know what's going on, who are voting for these idiots. Now, we have king and queen. Uh we have King Biden and Queen uh, Harris, uh, Giggles, whoever, you know, everybody's <laughs> leaving her, her office, right? Everybody's quitting her office because she's so horrible. Um, this is what we have in the White House now. And we have a lot of people who don't, I never did in the past. I really didn't follow what was going on, politics, government, right, until, you know, not too long ago. And, and people don't know. Uh, that's why they vote for these idiots and that's the reason he's a you know king biden tells everybody this is what you do you have to do this is what this is it you know and laughs right when you just said he, he laughed at that woman i mean the most disgusting thing to laugh at a woman who loses two sons and she, she's crying and he's laughing that's one of the most that's what they should put all over that is the most disgusting thing anybody could do I mean, I just I can't believe it. Two idiots up there, <laughs> the well, head of our country. Well, Linda, rules 101 of politics. Uh, if you're dealing with a grieving mother and you're a public official, you stand there and you take it. No matter what her criticism may be, you just show compassion. Now, the president will say he was responding to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Even if that's the case, and Linda, thank you for the call. I just have to move on because we have a lot of calls and I'm up against the break. Thank you. Even if you are upset at Marjorie Taylor Greene, you don't let her goat you into this situation where it looks like you're laughing, Mr. President, at a grieving mother. It's just not right. Before we take a break, let's go to Tony in Clifton, New Jersey. Tony, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Let's just make this clear, and I hope everybody listening tells everybody they know, is that when a man who's the president of the United States shows all his partiality and he can distinguish, be nice sometimes and be not, not be nice others, he is pure political evil. And that's what he showed with Marjorie Taylor Greene. So anyone who doubts his evilness, it's not senility. It's not the Alzheimer's. He can distinguish when to behave himself and when not to. The people need to know that he is a purely political devil, Dominic. And I mean that, you know, respectfully. He is a very evil man. I I hear you, Tony. And um, and, and again, forget uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. We're dealing with, thank you for the call, Tony. We're dealing with a mother that lost not one but two sons, ages 18 and 20. It is horrible to fentanyl. And the mother says that she's been told that it definitely came in 
over the southern border. Dominic Carter in for James Golden. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to go to Stanhope, New Jersey, Staten Island, Garden City, Myrtle Beach, Brooklyn, Astoria, and Suffolk County. And I like this song as well. I'm coming out too. I think that's Diana Ross. Diana Ross. So, folks, stay with us, and we're taking your calls on a number of topics. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. This will be everlasting. And Dominic Carter here with you on this Thursday afternoon. In for James Golden. I will be here today and tomorrow and As always, you can hear me Monday through Friday, midnight to 1 a.m., midnight to 1 a.m. We see all of your telephone calls. We have a number of topics on the table coming up at the top of the hour to show that you do not want to miss. John Katsimatidis, our owner-operator, and Rita Cosby, along with the panel that goes uh, along with them. And, you know, folks, so considering I'm doing two shows uh, this week uh, daily, I decided to uh, ride the train in as opposed to uh, driving because uh, once once I leave here at uh, at uh, 5 p.m., I'm, I'm stuck in the middle of uh, rush hour traffic. And the good news for New York is that things have returned to uh, normal to a degree. And the bad news for New York, that means rush hour traffic. So it could take me up to two hours to get home uh, in Rockland County sitting in almost bumper-to-bumper traffic uh, getting out of New York City. So I take the train down and I arrive at Penn Station, and that's always an experience. Riding the subways these days is always an experience as well. And so I, I, I'm on a water pill. I know you're going to say that's too much information, and so I have to go to the little boy's room. And whenever you go into the little boy's room, I don't know what it's like in the, in the women's bathroom. You go to the little boy's room, and the homeless are scattered everywhere. They're, they're in the uh, actual toilets with the door closed. I don't know how anyone can go to the bathroom in there. They're talking to themselves. They're doing what homeless people do, and they're bathing. You have to walk past an area where you wash your hand and there are mirrors there. They literally take off their clothes, sometimes down to their underwear, sometimes no underwear, and bathe themselves, and it's nasty. And my first instinct is to want to throw up. And I can't believe that there are actually lawyers and advocates that go to court, federal court, and fight for the right for the homeless to bathe and just walk around talking to themselves in Penn Station. How is that humane? It's not humane. But we'll we'll deal with that another day. Let's let's stick on the topics that we have here. The runoff election in Chicago, uh, President uh, Biden under fire for what one mother says. She says it's despicable that um, that he laughed at her. Her two sons died of fentanyl. Uh, they came in over the border. She says the sons eighteen and um, and twenty. And we're also dealing with the issue that food stamps. Especially for a lot of senior citizens, are are being drastically cut. 
it, it happened uh, effective yesterday, the first of the month. And so I'm going to take I'm going to take some of your calls on on food stamps. But first, let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good afternoon, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good afternoon, Dominic. How lucky am I that I get my second daily dose of Dominic in the daytime? Two oh, days thank you. How much do I owe you for that, Jacqueline? <laughs> oh, nothing at all. Nothing at all. You're you're one of my favorites. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, I wanted to just say one thing. I'm not trying to be cold-hearted, but with regard to the drug situation and that mother who lost her two sons, we are not dealing with the drugs of yesteryear, of decades ago. And I think everyone, whether they're parents, young adults, people experimenting, older people, what have you, they need to wake up and they need to realize what is going on with this drug trade. If you play with fire, there's a very good chance that you're going to get burned. Thank you. You're correct. I have a relative that smokes pot. She's a little older than me. I'm in my late 50s. And when I heard this, I told her, I said, you know, even pot can be laced with fentanyl. You know what her, her moronic answer to me was? Oh, well, I know my source, and I've been dealing with him for, for a very long time. Okay, so you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You're correct. Second thing, just really quickly, with regard to the New York City payout to those rioters, I haven't, I told this to Rita last night, I haven't done any protesting myself, but this is something that I feel personally so strongly about that we need to protest so that they don't give any more money to any more of these rioters. They already paid out to 90 of these individuals, um, and that's the way I feel about it. You know, we, we need to be very outspoken and very vocal about this. We're not going to take it anymore. It, it's when you mention the protesters, it, it, it really is, Jacqueline. It, it is really, really bad and horrible and every other way that one can describe it. I mean, when you think about the fact, thank you for the call, Jacqueline. You you can uh, if you listen to any of the urban radio stations there and I'm not blaming lawyers, maybe a little bit, but there there are commercials all day long. If you've been a victim of police brutality, we are da da da. Right. And so, of course, out of that 21000 each, the lawyers are going to take a third. But how about this? You don't get a dime. How about that? How about this? I got an even better solution. You want to sue the city and, uh, you know, you claim your rights were violated. Well, okay, we'll, we'll see you at trial. We're not settling anymore. Everyone knows that the city of New York and, and government entities settle because that's the cheapest way to avoid uh, costly litigation and and uh, and losing uh, money at trial, but there, but there are some things you got to go to trial for, and and this is one they should not have settled this suit uh, before the federal judge. This should go to trial, and if they win, you know it's six million now, but it's there, there there's a it, it's just it's just horrible. Before I take a break, let's go to David in the Bronx. Good afternoon, David. What's on your mind? Yeah, yes. Good afternoon, Dominic. Uh, about President Biden and his remarks, he definitely was not laughing at that woman. And I'll say this, you know, it's clear that people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and certain other Republicans were using that woman and her tragic story, which they could have double checked to make sure when this happened, to attack President Biden. And and on the fentanyl issue, most of the fentanyl that's coming to this country is coming across the Mexican border, but not through the migrants. It's coming in through the trucks that bring in avocados and all the other produce we get from Mexico. So if you want to slow down all that stuff and increase the price, 
of produce, then we can shut down the border and stop all this stuff from coming in. But we all know nobody's going to do that because it's going to cost money. That's what this is really all about. Okay, so David, so you say that the president was not laughing at the mother, right? So was it inappropriate for him to laugh at all in the same context of the mother being discussed? I wouldn't have done it. And I think that President Biden sometimes, as we all know, makes these statements that a normal person would not do if they had time to think about it. But on the other hand, you know, he's up in front of a large group of people. It's spur of the moment. I'm not making excuses because I would never say something like that. But I think, again, we should also look at the people that put that woman in front of a congressional committee where she said a bunch of stuff that was political and had nothing to do with fentanyl. So if you put yourself out there to be used by people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, you have to be prepared for incoming as well. Well, you know? David, I appreciate your call. I've got to take a break. Let me just let me just say this. Uh, I've been uh, in the journalism business for close to uh, 40 years. One of the hardest things that I – two things. One of the hardest things I've ever had to do. One, I cannot cover – the funeral of of infants, toddlers, little children. I can't do it. I can't walk into the room with the coffins. I cannot do it professionally. I have to stay outside the church, the funeral home, and cover it from afar, which is very hard uh, to cover a story if you're not in the room up close. I can't do it. The second thing I can't do, uh, one of the toughest things I've had to do, I have been before mothers at their worst moments ever when they just found out that their child uh, has been murdered. And it's something that stays with you as a journalist for the rest of your life. I have seen mothers crying with no audible sound coming out. Think about that for a second. Rolling around on the floor in pain because they had just found out that their child is not coming back. On that note, Dominic Carter in for James Golden here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I've got to take a break. Coming up at the top of the hour, at the top of the hour, you want to stay with us. John Katsimatidis, the show of Wreck-It, that's uh, at 5 p.m. He'll be joined by uh, Rita Cosby. And and I and I think that in the background, wait, what song is that now? That's um, that's 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 another one bites the dust. So, folks. I'm going to bite the dust right here. Um, and wait, who who does that? Um, 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 Queen. But wait, who's the same? Freddie, Freddie Mercury, right? Freddie Mercury? Freddie Mercury was the man. Anyway, folks, we're going to take a break, and I will be right back. And another one gone, and another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey, hey, gonna get to do. Another one bites the dust. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. And Dominic Carter back with you. Dominic Carter in for James Golden. I will be with you the remainder of the week. We have a number of topics on the uh, table. Uh, you know, the runoff election in Chicago, we may be in a situation with a mayor worse than Lori Lightfoot. And I can't imagine a scenario, a scenario like that, because no one could be worse at her job except for Bill de Blasio than Lori Lightfoot. 
And Mayor Adams, be careful. Be careful. We are taking your telephone calls. I'm going to move as rapidly as I can up until the top of the hour. That's when John Katsimatidi starts his program. Our owner-operator, him and Rita Cosby, along with their panel, they're standing by, excited and ready to go. Let's go to Mike. Mike in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Good afternoon, Mike. What's on your mind? Good afternoon, Dominic. I have to echo what a lot of people said, Jackie and others. You know, uh, great to hear you while the sun is out. Even though it's, you know, overcast in North Myrtle Beach, I'm not complaining. Uh, <laughs> and you carry, you carry a good tune. I was a drummer back in the day open mic nights and stuff, but you carry a good tune. <laughs> well, well, anyway. thanks, Mike. But, but now, now I know you're lying, but, but, no, no, I'm, but not thank lying. You. I'm, I'm only, I'm only joking, Mike, go right I ahead. You. I, you know, and, uh, you know, real quick, I'm from Nassau County and here's another syrupy politician, Sant- uh, Santos and Dominic, our generation is the largest generation in the history of our country, the baby boomers. I'll be 69, uh, six weeks in, in, uh, Curtis's rear view mirror. I tell him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what we're going through, and that lady, I had tears in my eyes listening to her voice about her two sons, fentanyl, and Joe Biden, the ultimate donkey slash Democrat, the worst, and he's laughing, and he blames it on, he's throwing verbal darts at the elephants, at the Republicans. Oh, it's on the past, you know, administration. Give me a break. And USA First, Dominic, like you said, red, white, and blue. I could speak about other things, but it's always good. Uh, to speak to you, Dominic, and I mentioned it on Rita's show, and she's on deck with John Cassimatidis. Yes. You two are a one-two combination overnight radio, and let's go Cortland, Dominic. Well, let's thank you, Cortland. and let's go Cortland. Cortland, of course, the school that your your children and I went to. Thank you uh, for the call. I went to Cortland undergraduate, Syracuse University graduate school. Gary, Staten Island. Good afternoon, Gary. What's on your mind? Gary, is, uh, go ahead. Trump is, Trump is anti-war. Trump wants peace in Ukraine. All the money that's being taken away from the senior citizens is going to Ukraine. And people need to know that Trump, I'll put it to you this way, stop the war. Trump in 24. Well, I, I don't know if it's fair to say that, and thank you for the call, Gary, that all the money is going to Ukraine, but but uh, it, it is a, a sizable amount of money, and, and right now Americans are hurting in particular when it comes to this uh, food stamp situation and all the way around the board. Senior citizens should not be forced at age 79 to eat peanut butter for dinner. That's disgusting. And it just, it, it just should not be that way. Let's go to Leo. Leo in Manhattan. Good afternoon, Leo. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. <laughs> Good, good afternoon, Dominic. I'm going to have a short uh, comment to each of these uh, regarding this uh, $21,000 hands out. We owe them much more. We owe them years of jail. Years of jail. They should be, you know, they should be prosecuted. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm furious when I realize that uh, Theodore Roosevelt's statue is taking down and we have statues of, uh, of that uh, felon and criminal who actually caused all these riots. Not him. Bad apple in the police basket, but so regarding Dominic to to the President Biden, his behavior, I wish that somebody at that moment, after all that love, would stand up and say, "Mr. President, with all the all the respect for every mother who was grieving for child during the administration of Trump, 
there is a 20 mothers who are grieving over dead child from the fentanyl during the time of your presidency. Yes, they, they, Leo, you, you're correct. And, and thank you for the call, Leo. I'm just moving as fast as I can. Uh, John Katsimatidi standing by with Rita Cosby. They will be coming up. You are correct, Leo. You know, maybe this 20-year-old and this 18-year-old did not die uh, under uh, President Biden, but they're still kids. They're still kids, and they, they may have died from a fentanyl overdose six months before he took office. But, Mr. President, what about the kids that are dying now? What about the kids? And, and we could go on and on and on in terms of the kids that are dying right now. I want I want to hear from you folks before I get on a on a uh, a rant here with only five minutes left. Let's go to James in Yonkers. Good afternoon, James. What's on your mind? How you doing, Dominic? Good. Go right I ahead, just, please. Okay, I just want to speak about um, possibly bringing the Twenty Fifth Amendment uh, against Joe Biden because if we if if any president needs it, it's him. And I would believe that isn't uh, if, uh, of course, if um, Kamala takes over, wouldn't Kevin McCarthy move in as, as VP? Well, but it's not, it's not going to happen. It, it, it's wishful thinking because um, you're not going to get the votes in, in the Senate. But 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 I hear you, James. I, I mean, I think it's despicable some of the things that are happening in our country. And I talk about them all the time. Thank you for that call. Jimmy in Brooklyn. Good afternoon, Jimmy. You're on talk radio 77 WABC. Jimmy, are you with me? Okay. Jimmy's not with me. Let's go to Adam in Garden City. Good afternoon, Adam. You're on talk radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominique. Um, I just wanted to say um, about Miss Lightfoot. Could you just tell me what mayor actually did something in the city of Chicago to stop crime in the last fifty years, sir? You know also, what? That 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 that's a, the, hey hey Adam. That that's a fair point, but and I don't have an answer for you right now. But it it got so bad in Chicago, she wouldn't even issue statements after one year old and two year old kids are shot dead in the street. I mean, that's not what we'd expect from a mayor. I I would hope you would agree with me on that. Dominique, do you know that fentanyl is worse than crack? And you see how all he did was lock everybody up for crack. Could could they go to these countries and get these criminals with this fentanyl that's making it and and, and extradite them and and, and get them in the courts? Okay, okay. And and, and we're we're having a bad problem with our phone lines, uh, Adam. But 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 Mayor Lightfoot... you didn't address anything that I just said about her. So you think she's a good mayor? No, sir. Okay. No, I, okay. I don't think she's a good mayor. It's just that nobody has done anything good with Chicago in the last 50 years. And the guy that's coming, one of those two, I bet you the murder rate be the same thing, sir. Okay. Well, thank you for your call. Uh, let's let's take one more call. I'm trying to squeeze in as many as I can. John Katsimatidi standing by, excited and ready to go with his program. And Rita Cosby, that's coming up at the top of the hour. The program that you want to listen to, all the newsmakers are on that program between 5 and 6 here on WABC. Let's go quickly to Jeremiah in Queens. Jeremiah, I have little time, but go ahead. Well, what I have to say, um, Dominic, this country is finished. Look what's going on in Chicago. Now you're going to have these two Democrats. Brian Johnson is a, is a male version of Lightfoot. It's getting worse, man. It's not getting better. 
Well, I you can sign through the times, brother. That is done. Well, Lightfoot uh, was a disaster, and uh, and the one of the candidates. Thank you, thank you for the call, Jeremiah. One of the candidates, uh, Mr. Johnson, it, he seems like he's even worse than her, wanting to do away with no knock warrants and fund reparations. This is 2023. We have got to bring the country together, law and order. Dominic Carter here with you, folks. It's been my absolute pleasure. I want you to have a safe evening. I will be back live at midnight, but you want to keep it right there. He's standing by right next to me. John Katsimatidis is excited and ready to go for his program. He'll be joined by Rita Cosby and the panel of guests. And I will see you folks again tomorrow and tonight at midnight.